good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever time frame you'll be listening to this official podcast, this is your host, your boy, Brother D, with another Generational Changers official podcast where we do things inspirational and spiritual. I'm going to go ahead and get into it today. Um, I will not be going over the theme scripture for the Generational Changers official podcast, but we're going to continue the topic that the um, Spirit of the Lord gave me Friday night. Be holy. Um, I told you how it all happened and all that the Spirit of the Lord said to me while I was on my way home from work. And if you didn't get to hear what he said, you can go back to the recent um, episode and hear it in the beginning. Um, but I believe that the Spirit of the Lord wanted me to come on and just read the scriptures that are associated with every sin that I named on the last episode. The um, encouragement that I gave the last episode. Because um, I'm not sure if any of you are, are able to, you know, get to read those scriptures in your spare time. So I decided to just come on and just read them for you. Amen. Um, the um, sins that I named out, they were in alphabetical order, but I only named the ones that I could pronounce because I did not want to get on and pronounce, try to read something that I cannot pronounce. Um, amen. So every sin that I named in the recent episode, but not all of them. They were just some of them. So um, we're going to, um, like I said, go and we're going to read them. So we're going to start with um, the first one I read, which was adultery, which is in Matthews 5, 27 and 28. So you can um, please follow me there. Amen. And I'm going to be reading out of the NLT version. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And we're going to start at the 27th verse. And it basically says, and this is Jesus teaching on idolatry. You have heard the commandment that says you must not commit idolatry. Going down to verse 28. But I say anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed idolatry with her in his heart. And if any, and if you, if your eye, excuse me, verse 29. So if your eye, even your good eye calls you to lust, gout it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your hand, even your stronger hand, causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And then we go down as it talks about teaching on divorce. Jesus was also teaching on divorce. So we're going to touch on that too. And it says, you have at verse 31, it says, you have heard the law that says a man can divorce his wife by merely giving 
her a written notice of divorce. But I say that a man who divorces his wife, unless she has been unfaithful, causes her to commit idolatry. And anyone who marries a divorced woman also commits idolatry. Now we're going to go to Mark 10, 11, and 12. And it says, verse 11, he told them, and this is Jesus again, whoever divorces his wife and marries someone else commits adultery against her. Verse 12, and if a woman divorces her husband and marries someone else, she commits idolatry. Now we're going to skip and go to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10. 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10. And 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10 says, But indeed, one believer sears another right in front of unbelievers. 7. Even to have such lawsuits with one another is a defeat for him. Hold on, let me make sure I'm in the right one. Why not just accept the injustice and leave it at that? Why not let yourselves be cheated? Instead, you yourself are the ones who do wrong and cheat even your fellow believers. Don't you realize that those who do who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God. Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin or who worship idols or commit idolatry or are male prostitutes or practice homosexuality or are thieves or greedy people, or drunkenness, or are abusive, or cheap people, none of these will inherit the kingdom of God. Let's go to, I'm going to read Mark 7, 21, and John 8, 1, and 11. So let's go to Mark 7, 21. Mark seven twenty one. Mark seven twenty one says, and this is Jesus talking again, but I'm going to start at twenty, and it says, and then he added, "It is what comes from inside that defiles you, for from within, out of a person's heart." Come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, 
22, idolatry, greed, wickedness, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these vile, vile things come from within. They are what defiles you. And that was verse 23. And then let's go to John 8, 11 and 8, um, 1 and 11. Chapter, John chapter 8. And we're going to read 1 through 11. And it says, Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives. But early the next morning, he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered and he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of religion, law, and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of idolatry. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of idolatry. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus stopped them, stopped down, excuse me, and wrote in the dust with his fingers. They kept demanding an an answer. So he stood up again and said, all right, and let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stepped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the elders until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, where are you? Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? Oh Lord, she said, And Jesus said, no, Lord, she said, excuse me. And Jesus said, neither do I go sin no more. Now let's go to anger. Anger is the next sin that we're going to read in the Bible scriptures, Galatians 5 and 20. And Galatians 5 and 20 says, I'm going to start at 19. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, jealousy of anger, selfish admission, division, Envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Just reading 
those that I can pronounce. Basically saying, um, let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. So basically just reading um, the ones that I can pronounce. Amen. And I do want to apologize, you know, if I don't read all of the words. I'm just wanting to read the ones that I can pronounce. Ephesians 4 and 26. Ephesians 4 and 26 basically says, And do not sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. For anger gives a foothold to the devil. Amen. Carlations 3 and 8 says, Don't let anyone capture you with empty and high sounds, nonsense that comes from human thinking and from spiritual powers of this world, rather than from Christ. In James 1, 19 and 12... Understand this, reading at 19, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. It does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Wow. Then we're going to read Anger with One's Brother, Matthews 5 and 22. Matthews 5 and 22. But I say, starting at 22, if you are even angry with someone, you are subject to judgment. If you call someone an idiot, you are in danger of being brought before the court. And if you curse someone, you are in danger of the fires of hell. Y'all hear that, right? Y'all hear that, right? That's evidence. And I believe it talks about cursing at someone when you're mad. So be mindful of the words that come out of your mouth. And I also think even if it has something to do with putting a, 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 a praying an evil prayer, which is basically witchcraft, don't do that either. But I believe that that's mainly talking about saying bad words out your mouth. Now let's go to bitterness. 
Ephesians 4, 31. Ephesians 4, starting at 31, says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. 32 says, Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. Hebrews 12 and 15 says, Look, starting at 15, at each other, so that none of you falls to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no promiscuous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. Romans 2 and 24. Says, starting at 24, no wonder the scripture says the Gentiles blaspheme the name of God because of you. Acts 8 and 23. And 23 says, For I can see what you are for I can see that you are full of bitter jealousy and are held accountable by sin. And James 2 and 7 says, Aren't they, starting at verse 7, Aren't they the ones who slander Jesus, those noble name you bear? Whose noble name you bear? Okay. Now, we're going to um, read the scripture that concerns blasphemy. And like I said in the other podcast episode, and I'm going to say in this one, this, was, this is one most definitely sin that will send you that will send you to hell quicker and faster than any other sin and it is a dangerous sin do not commit the sin because you will not be forgiven for the sin by the Holy Spirit if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit Mark 8 and 38 Mark 8 and 38 says starting at verse 38 And this is Jesus talking. Okay. If anyone is ashamed of me and my message in this adulterous and sinful days, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Acts 18 and 6.
Okay. Starting at verse 6, it says, But when they opposed and insult him, Paul took the dust from his clothes and said, Your blood is upon your own hands. I am innocent from now on. I will go preach to the Gentiles. I was trying to find the scripture that says, you know, if you, you know, blaspheme the Holy Spirit, that you won't be forgiven. But I don't know. I can. Let me see if I can find that scripture. That's the one I was looking for. No. But we all know that that, we already know about that sin, so, yeah. Let's see. Denying Christ, we're going to skip down to denying Christ. We're going to skip around a little bit. Matthews 10 and 33. Verse 33 says, But anyone who denies me here on earth, I will also deny them therefore before my Father in heaven. Luke 12 and 9. Verse 9 says, But if anyone... Who denies me here on earth will be denied before God's angels. Okay. Disobedient to parents, Romans 1 and 30. Like I said, we're going to skip around a little bit. Verse 30 says, They are backstabbers, haters of God, proud, boastful. They invent new ways of sinning, and they disobey their parents. They refuse to understand, break their promises, and heartless, and have no mercy. We basically read about divorce, so we don't have to go to that. Like we also read about fornication. We read about homosexuality, so we don't have to really go through that. Um, So 1 Timothy 1 through 10, and this is about homosexuality. 
there was a few scriptures that they did have under there that I did not read. Uh, okay. The law is for people who are practicing sexual immorality, who practice homosexuality, or are slave traders, liars, promise breakers, or basically these are the ones that will not inherit the kingdom of God. Lovers of self, 2 Timothy 3 and 2. Okay, 2 Timothy 3 and 2. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful, proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. And that's basically talking about, that's a scripture that's basically talking about the dangers of the last days. Let's see. We already know about idolatry. Um, but we can touch on one scripture that talks about idolatry. So let's go to 1 Corinthians 5 and 11. But I think I already read that one though. Yeah, I already read that one. Let's see, can I find another scripture? Let's go to Revelations 21 and 8. And it says, but cowards, unbelievers, the corrupt murders, the immoral, those who practice witchcraft, idol worship, and all liars, their fate is in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. And if none of you did not know, Revelations is actually one of my favorite books. I know a lot of people are scared about scared about scared about revelations because it reveals so much, but it's actually one of my favorite books. Praying against the Holy Spirit or speaking against the Holy Spirit. Speaking against the Holy Spirit. Matthews 12 and 32. This is the one I was looking for. There we go. So I'm going to start at verse 31. So I tell you, every sin and blasphemy can be forgiven, except blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, which will never be forgiven. Anyone who speaks against the Son of God will be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven, neither in this world or in the world to come. That's the scripture I was looking for. Unforgiveness. 
Matthew 6 and 14 and 15. That's a big one. That is a big one. If you forgive those who sin against you, and this is verse 14, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your sin will not be forgiven. God will not forgive you of your sins. Blessings to you all. This is a continuous reading. Each scripture pertaining to each sin. Um, So we're going to continue with. um, Unholiness. 2 Timothy 3 and 2. And it basically says. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing and God at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. Hebrews 12 and 14. Starting at verse 14, it says, Look at living in peace with everyone and work at living in holy life for those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Amen. We have to be holy. Next, we're going to go to unrighteousness. And we're going to start at Romans 1 and 8. Chapter 1 and 8. Verse 8 says, Let me say first that I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is and him is being talked about all over the world. God knows how often I pray for you day and night. I bring you and your needs in prayer to God, whom I serve with all my heart. go to the next one I know I had skipped the part that was talking about unrighteousness but um, but yeah 
let's go to the next one. Um, 1 John 1 and 9. Verse 9 says, But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Verse 10, If we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. Wickedness. Mark 7 and 22. Already read that one. My Lord. Luke 11 and 39. Let's go to Luke 11 and 39. Okay, here we go. Starting at 39. Then the Lord said said to him, You Pharisees are so careful to cleanse. You Pharisees are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish. But inside you are filthy, full of greed and wickedness. Acts 8 and 22. Twenty-two says, "Repent of your wickedness and pray to the Lord. Perhaps you will forgive your evil thoughts. Perhaps, perhaps He will forgive you of your evil thoughts. Excuse me, for I can see that you are full of bitter jealousy and you are held captive by sin." Romans 1 and 29 says, Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, deception, and gossip. And I'm just going to read those scriptures pertaining towards wickedness. Amen. Hallelujah. So those are just some of the sins that I announced in the earlier podcast a couple of days ago when I started, you know, talking about this after the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord gave me this um, word. Um, So I just want to read a few scriptures pertaining to hell. Um, 
So yeah, so let's just read them real quickly. Matthews 5 and 29 states, If your right eye causes you to stumble, pull it out and throw it away. And and it doesn't mean actually take it out your eye and throw it away, but sin. But, but, But not sin, but repent. You guys get what I'm saying. Repent. If you looked at someone in a lustful way or watched something that was lustful, Amen. That's basically what that scripture is saying. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for you body to be thrown into hell. Second Thessalonians 1 and 9 says these will these will pay the penalty for internal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Matthews 10 and 28 says, And fear not them which kill the body that are not able to kill, but are not able to kill the soul, but fear, but rather fear him who, but rather fear him, excuse me, which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Matthews 25 and 41. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire. Prepare for the devil and his angels. Something we do not want the Father to say on the day of judgment to us. Revelations 20 and 15 says, And whosoever has not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Ezekiel 18 and 20 says, The soul was sin, sin shall die. The soul who sin shall die. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him upon himself. Isaiah 5 and 14 says, Therefore hell has enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure. Their glory and their multitude and their palm and he that rejoice re, rejoice shall descend unto it i pray i read that correctly revelations already read that one glory to god hallelujah Revelations 1 and 18 says, I am he that liveth 
and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. This is a scripture that most preachers preach. I mean, well, quote while they're preaching on the subject of hell. And it's Luke 16, 23 and 24. And being in torments in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his tongue in water, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. And we all know the story as to why the rich man was tormented. Because there was a certain beggar at the gate. And the beggar just wanted food. But the rich man was so focused on succeeding in life that he did not give food to the beggar. Revelations. 12 and 12, woe to the inheritors of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is coming down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he has but a short time. Acts 24 and 15 says, and have hope towards God which they themselves also allow that there shall be a resurrection of the dead, both of just and unjust. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Revelations 21 and 8 says, The lake that burns with fire and brimstone is the second death. Romans 8 and 38 says, not even the power of hell can separate us from God's love. And that is true. So true. And those are just some scriptures that talks about hell and what those that decide to want to live in sin, what they're looking for, they go to hell. 
you know, um, I was watching a video this morning of Bishop Iona Locke, um, an old-time video of her preaching a sermon on a place called hell. And I'm not here to preach on hell. Um, God, Holy Spirit, Jesus did not instruct me to do that, so I'm not going to do that. But for those of you that continue to want to live a sin and live in sin, but think you're still going to heaven, well, I want to let you know that that's not going to be the case. If you're not living holy, if you're not living righteous, you will not see the Lord. You won't. It does not matter. Like I said in the previous podcast that I did, it doesn't matter how many times you go to church. You're not going to heaven because you go to church every Sunday. You're not going to heaven because you go to Bible study every um, night. You're not going um, every Wednesday, Thursday night. You're not going to heaven because you are in prayer services or you're out, you know, witnessing. You're not going to heaven because of those things. You're going to heaven based upon the lifestyle you choose to live. If you're living righteous, if you're living holy, without blemish or sprinkle, you will inherit the kingdom of God. Excuse me for that. But you will inherit the kingdom of God. You will. You will inherit the kingdom of God. But if you choose to want to live in sin, you want to continue to fornicate, you want to continue to commit adultery, you want to continue to, you know, believe a lie because you was born a certain way when it comes down to homosexuality, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. You won't. Man has been... The ones that want to rewrite what sin is. But at the end of the day, God had already written in the word what sin was. And one thing we cannot do as a people, we cannot rewrite what God has already destined sin to be. And those things that I called out, there are other sins too, but those that I could pronounce and did mention in this podcast and read the scriptures on them to back them up, those are sin. Whether you want to agree with it or not, it's not about what you agree with or not, it's God's word that will prevail and that matters. So I encourage you today, like I did in the last episode, that if you are living or practicing any of these sins, repent, turn away from your sin. God still loves you at the end of the day. God knows how it feels to be in flesh. But God wants to deliver you. God wants to set you free because you have a work to do. You have a nation that God has called you to. You have a ready people to reach to. God has called you to greater. Whether you believe that God has called you to intercession, 
Whether you believe that God has called you to an evangelism, to be a prophet, a bishop, any of those things. God has called you to greater. And the thing is, we have allowed sin to keep us from God. To keep from keeping us from experiencing God because we think, well, I mean, I've been living this way for a long time. I've been an alcoholic for a long time. I've been an adulterer for a long time. I've been in witchcraft for a long time. This is me, but not so. The devil does a lie. Why believe the lies of Satan? He's the father of lies. He's the accuser of the brethren. He's the prince of the air. He is a liar. Why believe him? Why? He puts lies in our head that makes us feel like we're nothing. There is coming a great falling away. My pastor talked about it last night in Bible study. And persecution is coming. And of course it's coming because if you are a believer in the word of God, you're going to have to suffer. But no, like I was telling one of my sisters in Christ, that if you suffer, you reign with God. So I encourage you today, people of God, that if you have been living in sin, but you know God has called you, what you don't know is that God has given you power over whatever strong man, whatever addiction, whatever sin that you continue to find yourself in. He has given you the power, the authority, and the dominion over these things. Like the song says, no longer slaves to fear, but I am a child of God. Some of you are in your deliverance stage right now. I am myself. And some of you don't know how to handle it. Some of you don't even know how to surrender stuff that you want to surrender but can't surrender. I told my story before, and I'm the type I would tell on myself before anybody told on myself. I struggled with depression. Still struggle with it today, but I know God is able to deliver and heal and set free. I struggle with low self-esteem. I struggle with anxiety. There are times when I tried to commit suicide. I also struggled with homosexuality. And pretty much of you know that story because I shared it before on here. I struggled with fornication. I struggled with porn addiction. I struggled with masturbation. There's so much I struggled with. And I was a party head. I used to love to party. But as I began to get closer to Jesus, closer to God, closer to the Holy Spirit, I began to desire those things less. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I slip up. Sometimes I fall. But I have made it my right to not give up, to not give in, to not throw in the towel. Because there's so much that God wants me to do. Sometimes walking in deliverance, walking in healing, Walking in all of these things, sometimes it can be difficult. It's not always going to be easy. It's not. But God has given us the power 
He has given us the power. And he has. So I invite you today as I close, which I do this every time I come on, that if you have walked in sin your whole life, but you're ready to give it up because you know God is calling you to greater, I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Amen and amen. Y'all ready? And this prayer is called the prayer for mercy repentance prayer. And it basically says, dear God, I come to you as a sinner who is undeserving of your grace and presence. I repent of all my sins and ask you to forgive me so that my request may be heard by you. Lord, have mercy on me and fill me with your grace. Wash me with the blood of your son, Jesus Christ, that I may shine and walk unshamed. I ask for your favor from this moment to the end of the day. I thank you for you are faithful. Amen. Glory to God. And then I want you to pray another prayer with me. The prayer of salvation. Let's pray together, shall we? Heavenly Father, I come to you in prayer asking for forgiveness of my sins. I come with my mouth and believe with my heart. I confess with my mouth and believe with my heart that Jesus is your son and that he died on the cross at Calvary that I may be forgiven and have eternal life in the kingdom of heaven. Father, I believe that Jesus rose from the dead and I ask you right now to come into my heart life and be my personal Lord and Savior. I repent of my sins and will worship you all the days of my life because your word is true. I confess with my mouth that I am born again and cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. That was the sinner's prayer. Prayer of salvation. Repeat this one after me. Heavenly Father, and this is the prayer of salvation's prayer, I realize that I am a sinner and have broken your laws. I understand that my sin has separated me from you. I am sorry and I ask you to forgive me. I accept the fact that your son, Jesus Christ, died for me, was resurrected and is alive today and here's my prayers i now open my heart doors and invite jesus into into because my to become my lord and savior there we go 
I give him control and ask that he would rule and reign in my heart so that his perfect will will be accomplished in my life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. And if you just prayed that prayer, those two prayers, those three prayers, you are born again. You are now a child of God. Welcome into the kingdom of God. Welcome as God's children, his chosen generation, his child. But wait, hold on for a minute. It does not stop there. Now that you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and now that you are a child of God and he has washed away your sins by the blood of the Lamb, you have now come into not a part-time relationship with God, not a genie in a bottle relationship with God, but a full-time, holy, righteous relationship with God. The angels in heaven are rejoicing because you have given him a yes and have repented of your sins. Now you must Walk this life daily. Live for him daily. Live holy and righteous daily. Because you have a work to do for the kingdom of God. For he has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Because you are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. God's own possession. And I leave that with you today. Amen and amen. So, Lord, I thank you. God, I give you the glory. I give you the praise. God, I pray, Lord God, that this episode will go forth and do what you have called it to do in the name of Jesus. That lives will be saved and souls will be changed for your glory, Lord God. Lord God, I thank you for deliverance. I thank you for the power and the fire of the Holy Spirit. Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, that I will, I pray, Father God, that I will never blaspheme the Holy Spirit or speak against the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Neither, Lord God, your sons and daughters, Lord God, allow us not to speak, Lord God, against the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. So, Father God, I give you the glory, I give you the praise, and I give you the honor, Lord, and I worship you, Lord God, for those, and I praise you for those that gave their life to you. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Will you guys be blessed? Please share this with someone and be encouraged. Amen and amen. And always remember that you are a generational changer. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Glory to God.